Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Glory Hunters podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing to us or downloading us. Very, very kind. Wonderful, wonderful panel this week. We've got Jeff Norcott and Natalie Sawyer playing for AFC Wimbledon. Feeling confident, Jeff? I, well, I, you know, the team haven't been doing that well this season. Yeah. So I'm going to take all of them. They have been getting a lot of last-minute winners. So who, I might come with Ooh, a yeah. wet sail That's at the, the end. That's the spirit. I like that. Fight to the end. Yeah. You like that, you know, yeah. Is that, that your tactic as well? Yeah, I think so. I think we've got a good team. I think we can do good. this. How many have you won so far? No idea. Come on, I really Natalie. should Keep be stats. keeping track of this. Exactly. And on the other team, we have His Highness, <laughs> Russell Grant and... I was going to say his lowness. His lowness. He's a bit panter, but we'll yeah. go with it. Yeah. Uh, Bob Mills. Hello, Bob. Hello, mate. Nice to have you back. Oh, it's great to be back. Russell Grant oh, is wonderful, isn't it? Russell. Fantastic. <laughs> Lovely. He's not going to speak. Are you, oh, uh, do you want to say something? <laughs> yeah, say something. Go well, on, I'll tell you what I've done. I've bought oh. me shoot lead, league ladders oh, here. Oh, league ladders. wow, yeah. We do need these, as, especially as I'm going to be representing Middlesex non-league clubs. OK, yes. So we can play around with um, all of our clubs here. Could you give We've, us all a club just to, to follow? Well, yeah, to, we to... could. What about if we go for Hazen Yedding United because they're playing lovely. in the FA Cup. I'll take them, lovely, yeah. Um, Harrow Borough. We could go for <laughs> Wingate and Finchley. Lovely, Wingate and Finchley. Yeah. What a lovely, lovely thing. Here's the podcast. <laughs> Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters, the show that aims to find the smartest celebrity fans in football. Our guests are given a last minute medical and then thrown onto the field of play to represent the team they've always supported. But who will be match fit and who will pull up short? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. Yes, we're joined today by team captain Bob Mills. It's always lovely to have you here, Bob. You have, do you have a hundred percent record? Uh, Glory Hunters. So. I don't know because I think you change, you muck about with the scoring uh, after I've gone. I don't think so. I don't think we do such a thing. I, th- I think I've done pretty well. Are you saying Glory Hunters is bent? Oh well, I would <laughs> never say that. Are you saying I've had a, an envelope under the table? I'm saying that the score is a liquid thing. It's it's a movable feast. The score, but I think I've done all right. Hey, but you know what? It's not about the winning or losing. Yeah. <laughs> it's Just how like you play here. the game. Anyway, anyway, alongside you is astrologer, author, presenter and all-round British legend, and let's not forget dancer, is Russell Grant. (laughs) Hello, Russell. Hello. So nice to have you here. Really? Yeah, absolutely thrilling to have you here. You are a lovely, lovely presence on everything you are ever on, Russell. I didn't know you were such a big fan of football. I knew you had some interest in non-league football. I didn't know how far it spread. Um, You are a patron of a number of non-league teams in Middlesex. I am. And you're not going to pick one today. You're going to be the Middlesex Commonwealth. Oh, but this is a wonderful way of getting me on here because it was difficult. It could either be Wildstone, Ashford Town, Middlesex or Stainstown. I'm even patron of the Middlesex County League. Are you? So uh, to to give me the whole of Middlesex means that I can become totally almost like a Rupert Murdoch of (laughs) non-league. But your first job was as a statistician it was. for the Middlesex FA. Yeah. How, did that, how did that come around? 12, 13 years old I was. Well, I wore this very tight-fitting anorak and decided that it was a great thing for me to do to get involved with non-league because my dad used to play for Rystep Town and Rystep Manor. My grandmother and grandfather founded Rystep Manor Football right. Club. It was a whist drive club first and it became a football a club. Whist drive. I, I, do you was. know what? I wish whist drives had taken off as much as football. 
Because I love a whisk drive. Well, they did in the 1950s. They were huge in the whisk drive. There whisk drive, tumbler. Yeah, lovely. Bit Tumbo. of bingo. Anyway, I was the archivist for the Middlesex FA in the 1960s. And I also founded the first hockey league, which was for Middlesex clubs in the 1960s. I did it all for free. Now, this is the last time we're going to mention any of it. Bob Mills is a Cancerian. Is he? The only thing we're going to say... Do Cancerians have good leadership qualities? How did your, you know that? Is it, well, listen, Bob, we, we, never we know me. everything about you. We have our secret police everywhere. Cancerians, they, oh, I'd say they love their food, they love their belly laughs, <laughs> and they love their mother. Yeah, there you go. There we are, spot Sums on. Sums it up. Now, your opposing team captain is Natalie Sawyer, the Queen of Brentford. <laughs> Middlesex side. Uh, Another Middlesex side. Middlesex. Middlesex. Middlesex cup. cup. Middlesex cup. You're now, right. Natalie. Do you know what links Russell to Brentford FC? Well, our previous badge. Is that oh, what you're going with this? Yes, yes. our previous badge. I you know, know the old Russell badge. very instrumental in, in how it all took form. And Yes. And Do then we, we got that awful insect in oh, the badge at the moment. It's a bee, moment. isn't it? Are you sure it's a bee? Don't, well, we, we need now, the bees. We need this. the bees. We do, but it's not a bee. Oh, oh, okay. oh what is it? I think it's more like a wasp. Oh, who needs Don't wasps? You? What do you well, think of it? I, do you know, I've grown to like it. I wasn't sure at first, but and I understood why they had to change the badge for digital reasons. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't sure at first, but I've kind of warmed to it. My dad has an issue with it because we are the bees and it's just a singular bee. Oh, on yes. Oh, yes. right. That's a good, good point. Yeah. Uh, it's not that I'm bitter and twisted that you are no longer using the badge but that I Keith Loring and I that. designed. I loved the It was good. It told it was. a story. It Talk us through how that happened, um, Russell. How did, how did that happen? You, well, you did, so you designed the previous Brentford no, FC badge? No, part of it. I had a call it. from Keith Loring, who was chief executive was. at the time, and we'd just finished the big Middlesex sports awards and he was there and he came up to me and he basically said I want to make this badge more local and for all of our fans who come from Staines and Twickenham and Hampton and Hayes Mm -hmm. all over the county it's the county town you see is Brentford of Middlesex and so I said well why don't you stick in the Middlesex coat of arms and they did Uh, and he did now Natalie Next to you in your team today is a man for whom one club is just enough, even when they went out of business and they came back as a Phoenix club. It's a comedian, Wimbledon fan, very good friend of mine, Jeff Norcott. It's a thrill to have you here, Jeff. Morning, everybody. Are you all right? Yes, yeah, I'm good. Now, you've been a, you're a Phoenix club. Mm. Do you count yourself the, as a Phoenix club? The Phoenix club. The Phoenix club. Charlie, when all the other ones start out, where do they come? FC United of Manchester, we granted them an audience. <laughs> the glorious Ivor Heller, came to us. the uh, the passionate Hobbit Ivor Heller, which is what he calls himself, and um, yeah, it, it's been it's been a great experience. You know, it's that weird thing of obviously what happened with Wimbledon was terrible. Would I trade the memories that we've had over the last few years? I don't know, but it's certainly radicalised our fans. We are a lot more passionate now than we used to be. Uh, certainly, the new fans. It's like when you've got any sort of sectarian history. You see, the fans coming through now are a bit lively. I would say now. You're not just a football pundit. We know no. that. You're a brilliant, brilliant stand-up comedian. Let's hear you in your day job. Genuinely, I think the next big conflict in this country will be a civil war between young people and old people. Genuinely. <laughs> it will be a civil war. It'll be a very weird-looking war. I'll give you that. Because you know? young people like to get out very late, don't they? And um, you know, Old people like to go to bed very early. So like, war will only be possible between the hours of 2 and 4 in the afternoon. It'll be... Like the moment Judge Rinder finishes, this lady, she's like, right, we're going to finish the countdown, though. I would like to say that that was recorded a while ago. I preempted the Millennial Gender Wars. Gender Wars? Okay, Generational Wars. Generational Wars. By by quite some time. You did. Now now look, that that, that is actually quite likely what I've described there. You think it's going to happen? It, it started life as a joke and it's actually a sort of terminal. You are the Nostradamus style. of alternative comedy. I'm a bit of a social commenter, Charlie. I like to see myself as. That's what you are. You are a social commentator, Jeff. With economic good sense. Exactly. Put it that there way. we are. Well, welcome to Glory Hunters. The scene is set for Wimbledon. Be the Middlesex Commonwealth of non-league teams. The kind of fixture that would put ticket touts out of business. To see you kick off, we will start with a clip of Louis van Gaal in the mood for love. What are you doing for Valentine's Day? <laughs> I give my players free, yeah? I have already uh, give them a day off. 
so they can spoil the, the, the woman. <laughs> and, and I'm uh, spoiling my woman every day, not only on the Yeah. Would you do anything special on Yes, we are doing uh, something special, but I don't tell it. <laughs> it's very private. <laughs> Louis Van Hull, a little bit saucy, but he was in charge of Man United for 103 games. How many of those games did he win? It's the nearest the pin situation. Russell and Bob, we're going to start with you. How many of those games, of the 103 games that he was, Louis Van Hull was in charge of Man United, did he win? How many? 103 games? 103 games. I think he won 39 of them. I was going to say 40, so uh, shall we go yeah. with that? You're going with 40 games. Yeah. So, uh, Natalie and Jeff, are you going to go higher or lower, basically, is the, is the question. United fans are one of those ones that will moan a lot, even though things are going all right. So it could be a Style lot higher. Yeah, I was, I was wanting to go higher. Yes, I, I would say almost certainly higher. Are going to go higher? higher? You're correct to go higher. It is 54 games, nearly 50%. Oh, yeah. Very good. That means AFC Wimbledon, you will kick off right now. It's time for this. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. Now, the losing team is currently going first. You're 2-0 down, Russell and Bob. Right, this, isn't about, this isn't about medals on the table. This is an exercise in winning hearts and minds. Are we ready? Good. Your time starts now. Well, the Middlesex clubs rely totally upon volunteers, and I have a little list of what those volunteers did. Middlesex clubs have been champions of the Isthmian League 24 times, the Athenian League 18 times, the Amateur Cup 12 times, the FA Trophy 3 times, the Southern League 7 times, the Vars once, Yedding, National League six times and that is all down to the volunteers who kept those clubs going what a fantastic answer i mean I'm, I'm thrilled there's a yeah, few things finished, i can yeah. the power of the people russell wasn't yeah, it absolutely. the power of the people pulling together the, the non-league people are always the best because they are there for the football they're not, they're not there for anything else other than the football and to get the community spirit together fantastic and you managed to say the isthmian league correctly without which, saying with, without but just it's, a, it's always a difficult word to say, I think. I always think of um, Quithubank thing. Um, <laughs> the Ithmian League. Um, which is a, what, what is the, what is an Ithmian? Do we know? Yes. You know what, what is it? An Ithmian is uh, the extra goal if you get it right. I don't know what it is. Yeah, well, it's, it's all uh, a lot of the leagues you see are during the time of non-league football, like yeah. the Corinthian League, the Delphian League, the Spartan League, the yeah. Athenian League, comes from different aspects of ancient Greece. Yeah. And of course, ancient Greece is the Olympian spirit, oh. and the Olympian spirit is all about doing things because you want to do it. Yeah, Hellenic. Fantastic. Yeah. This is. Music to my ears. If I could give you more than five, I'd give you more than five. I'm giving you five goals. Congratulations. Jeff Norcott. Yes. Tell us why AFC Wimbledon is bigger than the whole of the Middlesex non-league pyramid. <laughs> well, it's pretty obvious. We're everyone's favourite. We're everyone's second team. And we're one of 21 teams currently claiming that. So the mass <laughs> doesn't fully work out. We are so, we're such a revolutionary team. Our mascot isn't even an actual animal. It's a Womble, okay? We've got a Womble <laughs> as a mascot. He, he gets the crowd going and he sticks around and clears up at the end. All right, so for, forget Extinction Rebellion. Hayden the Womble, he's been doing this. He's been doing this a very long time. We rose up from Combined Counties League, despite not really having a home game since 1991. Even the Pakistani Test Team have had a home game in that time. And you know, we've got alumni including Fashionu, Earl Jones, and in non-league, what, what they got? They got a centre back that doubles up as the club accountant. I'm sorry, I don't wish to be mean about non-league football, but it can't compete with AFC. Plus, we did the non-league thing. You did the non-league thing. Yeah. And I I saw you in the Isthmian League, not you personally, but the club. We Your did, we original the, Wimbledon. We won the we won the Amateur Cup as well at Wembley. Eddie Reynolds scored a hat trick, four two against Sutton United. Yeah, and we won it twelve times. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> From Talksport, this is Glory Hunters, the podcast. Time now to incur the wrath of all decent thinking people as we enter the round known as Sporting Heretics. Yes, Sporting Heretics. I'm going to invite each of our panel to break the shackles of convention and suggest an idea they believe would change sport for the better. Their suggestions may be deemed as heretical in some quarters, but here on Glory Hunters, we worship the old gods. 
In fact, the more disagreeable or radical they are, the more likely they are to score. I'm going to select who goes in what order. Natalie, we're going to start with you. And you think more teams should be relegated from the Premier League. I do, because when you think about at the top of the table, each season there's so much at stake. You've got the title, you've got the top four, Champions League, Europa League as well. However, at the bottom, it's just three teams go down. There's no real drama and jeopardy for more than three teams. So why not introduce more teams to be relegated? So I'm talking about five or six. It means, yeah, you may laugh, Charlie, but I think this is a good idea. It would, it would just add a sense of drama and jeopardy, especially for neutral fans, mm -hmm. because we'd all be there thinking, well, who really is going to go down? And it would really lead to a, a relegation dogfight, be highly entertaining. Uh, it also means that uh, the teams that seem to every season hover around mm. the relegation zone but yet don't go down, well they'll just have to get their act together and try a little bit harder. But then also means more teams for the championship come up. <laughs> so Brentford might get the chance ah, to come yeah, up. Yeah. So who doesn't want a greater influx of new blood into the Premier League? It would spice things up. I was, I was laughing at you, I know, Natalie. I, didn't I was like laughing. You didn't take it seriously. Um, this I is a tricky one. I mean, obviously, I backed my teammate to the hilt here, <laughs> but as an AFC Wimbledon fan who survived on goal difference for about the last four years, it's tricky. Yeah, I've got to be honest, I, it's I tricky. I, I, I think for the for the bigger clubs, you, you take it right up to mid-table, then mid-table obscurity would vanish as a phrase. I was, I was going to say, I don't yeah. think you've taken it far enough, is what I think. I sure. think you should go middle. If you're, up, if you're under the middle line, you're down. Mediocrity is death. You're down, and that is it. And no, no one in the yeah. middle. Or if you're in the bottom, and if you're in the bottom three, you have to play in the Europa League as well. So that's just <laughs> a, that really. Or you it relegate hard. the teams in the middle, but not at the bottom. That'd be a confusing thing, wouldn't oh, it? Yeah. You'd have to either be really bad <laughs> or really good. You have to plan to lose to yeah. not finish yeah, it. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, yeah. You could get lads, yourself in a right hole. Eleventh, yeah. it's a disaster. <laughs> yeah. It's all gone wrong. It's a great idea. Um, I, I sort of liked it, so no, I sort of liked it, sort of didn't, which isn't good. I'm going to give you three goals, Natalie. Okay. Uh, let's go now to Bob Mills. And you are saying teams should change their kits more often. Before I fell into the world of light entertainment some years ago, I spent the first ten years of my working life in the, in the fashion industry. Oh. And, uh, of course, the big thing about the fashion industry is seasonal fashion. Mm. You have your autumn collections, your spring collections, your summer collections, and your winter collections. And even those collections are subdivided into, into different sort of holidays and that. We, uh, I'm a Lake Orient fan, and Lake Orient's one of our best seasons is when our kit was designed by one of the Conrans. Not, it wasn't Sir Terrence, it was one of the kids uh, they gave the job <laughs> to. And I've always felt that there should be at least four kits a season. <laughs> so you should have a first kit that you start. This is your starting this is our so kit. And it kit. should be yeah. well it should be a plain kit where the reds or the blues or the greens or the yellows is just a shirt. Lovely. And we're starting. And then as you move in into the season, after ten games, when things are either doing really well in which case you brighten up, yeah, lovely, yeah, or lovely. they're getting tricky. <laughs> this is lovely idea. In which case you you get a stripe or a sash or yeah, something lovely. like that. Sequins, sequins. I'm looking fabulous over the Christmas. What a lovely season. idea! Oh, and faux fur trim. I believe oh, fur trim. Russell, fur trim. Revolutionised the game. Rhinestone. I'm thinking, <laughs> and some some little added extras. Top of the list. Rascal. Yes, and some kind of. Maybe a, a muff neck. I love a muff. Or a wide, a bolero sleeve or something like that. Or bolero, and then the, bolero and then the sleeve. end of the season. I want this kit now. The end of the season where you're there and you're just fighting. I think it's just a shirt, a button-up shirt. Yeah. With maybe a button-down collar and a pleat at the back. And a gingham or, or pan, something pants like and vest like at school. Like if you forgot your kit at school, pants that's and vest, for the player. No kit. The pants and vest. <laughs> I like the American football, the, the, the Australian rules for, with the very tight shorts and no arms. Lovely. Oh, I yes, like that I like sleeveless. That. That's the summer. That's the summer. A sleeveless kit. shirt. Something Moving like that. Big jump and also, big neck. it's a way of making money. Yes. Because what you're thinking is, well, not just our supporters will buy them. <laughs> the fashionista yeah. will get involved. Yeah, I like that. Eventually, I see eleven different shirts. On oh the, yes. On the However, well you've played all season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, very, very Strikers good. shirt, goalkeepers. <laughs> goalkeepers have got their own kit. Why shouldn't the strikers yeah. have their own kit? Um, we, someone um, suggested to us on the show I did on a Saturday morning the other day that um, if a goalkeeper goes up for up at the end in the yeah, last couple yeah. of minutes for a corner, he should have a cloak 
You <laughs> <laughs> should have a cloak to put on. And what would, did they say why? They no, just because just it's... I would say cape why rather than entertainment, cloak. A cape, a cape or a yeah. cloak, yeah, you know. Or one of those old-fashioned, like, dun-dun-dun. Yeah, dun, dun, he's going up. Imagine that. Well, wingers oh. should wear a cloak. Central <laughs> defenders in cloaks. Central yeah, defenders yeah, that should always be poncho. They should always wear a poncho. <laughs> Bob, 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 I'm supposed to not like these ideas and not give it... But this is the best idea I've ever heard in my life. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to give you five goals. Jeff Norcott, yeah. cricket should be the national sport. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't seem radical compared to this now, <laughs> but to a lot of, you know, talk sport listeners, this is... Bring the kids in, though. This is, this is going to seem radical. I think we're messing around pretending that football is the national sport. I think it's changed this year. And the trade... I mean, for, for cricket's had everything this year, isn't it? Last-minute winners... Yeah. Punch-ups outside Bristol nightclub. It's the new football, right? <laughs> and it actually delivers on the product. Now, you look at a lot of football trailers. They make out like you're going to be watching Gladiator 2 when actually you're watching a sequel to The Notebook. <laughs> football is mostly very boring, right? And you get all the drama. Plus, and you look at it's the working man sport because it's cheaper than football now, but you can drink all day. You can stay there all day. You can legitimately be off your face by midday and call it being sociable. How often do you get to do that? <laughs> I've never seen a cricketer get off a coach with a pair of Dr. Dre Beats headphones, right? <laughs> and for that reason, cricketers are more like the man on the street, yeah. and that's why it should be yeah. our national sport. That's the crowning argument, yes. I did say that just to get Bob on side, because I know how he feels about hate, Dr. Dre hate, Beats. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You don't like it. You're like, you're, you're, that's, that's the, you know, footballers these days are all headphones, isn't it? Yeah, so that's, that's that, it. Isn't it? And I know for a fact... I've seen them also on their mobile phones, and I think, I've been where you are, I've stood where you are, there is no reception. <laughs> <laughs> You're just doing that, so you don't have to talk to other human beings. I yeah. like the headphones bit, Jeff. Um, I, I think football will always be our national sport because everybody likes it. Absolutely but but this year of, of all years, look at what look, the Ashes and yeah, the Cricket World Cup. But will you tell me it. a year when football provided anything close to that for the nation's sporting diet? But the thing is, I'm supposed to disagree with you, so don't try and convince <laughs> me. I'm supposed to disagree with you in this round. So yeah. I'm giving you four goals, Jeff. Thank you. Norcott, Russell Grant. Yeah. Uh, you're going to revolutionise TV coverage. I am definitely going to revolutionise. I'm still getting over Bob's strip, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, um, I am. Get rid of all TV punditry before the game. Oh. But especially ex-footballers. Ex-footballers go off and manage clubs. Oh, They're right. not meant to be sat in a row and talking about stuff which I really don't understand because <laughs> I'm sure there's nobody else sitting there watching them. Um, not even their own family. And I think if they go, we could go straight into the titles of whatever it is, whatever the, the, the match is, and we could go into maybe a bit of a non-league five-a-side job going Lovely. on. We could have uh, uh, a women's game. We could have, uh, uh, well, anything. Anything other than people who have been players and are now there, sitting there, giving punditry when we're all waiting for the game to start. They should all become like Chris Kamara and go and do a tune. Go and do, go and do show yeah. tunes? Yeah, yeah. show tunes, a little bit of a recording. So, so you're not in the, in the you're, you've never played the game? You're not in that, in that, uh, in that group? I, People I, think like I that. just don't want to see anybody to see, before so think, the game. I want to go straight into the game. What time's kick-off? Three o'clock. Um, what time's the well, program start? Five to three. Five to exactly. three. <laughs> You've got it. Straight into I five to three. I don't even want to see him walking out. No, I'm doing the silly <laughs> fake handshake. Just kick no. off. Yeah, kick off. There we you go. Want yeah. any of that. Join it two minutes in. And, yeah. and if they have got those <laughs> headphones on, I want to know what they're playing. Yeah. I want to know the tune. I don't okay. want them, as my friend Bob says, pretending to listen to something where there's no batteries or there's no reception. Now, we've um, also got a dearth of football managers, ex-football managers opening up pubs. I mean, we're getting to true. the point now News where agents, when the last generation die off, we won't have any pubs owned by football managers. No, where do we go? No pubs, no news agents. Fish and chip shop there used to be where, where I grew up. Sweet fish and chip shop. Uh, the, the, what, the finest goalkeeper that ever played for my local club was our postman. But oh, the, you're never going to have that anymore. Never going to happen. Because yeah. they, they can all get jobs in the media, and they shouldn't. 
No. Right. Well, and, and look, we could Russell, also save a lot of money because we wouldn't have to pay them. Right. Russell, I agree with you, but I'm going to say I don't agree with you at all because I really like my job at TalkSport, which is built on yeah, but punditry but and radio. players. <laughs> I did start this up by oh, saying Oh, you said by television, TV yeah, okay. Pundit, so we'll okay. have our two goals. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay, Russell, because I like you so much, I'm going to give you five goals. Yeah, yeah, there we are. So, at the end of that round, the scores are AFC Wimbledon 12 and the Middlesex non-league massive 17. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is the podcast of Glory Hunters from TalkSport. Time now for Back in the Day where we travel back to a landmark moment in both clubs' history. Natalie and Jeff, we're going back to 1988 and this. Sanchez was in there, and that's a goal for Wimbledon. Laurie Sanchez. Well, what a typical Wimbledon goal. Dennis Wise delivers the free kick. Laurie Sanchez sneaks in and glances it into the far corner. Laurie Sanchez's header denied Liverpool the double and secured victory for Wimbledon in the FA Cup final. But what else do you remember of that year, 1988? Here we go. Question one. Captain Dave Besant became the first goalkeeper to lift the FA Cup. What other footballing first was he responsible for in that game? Saved a penalty in an FA Cup Hold final. on a minute, I'll give you the... I know he... A, first keeper not to wear the number one on his shirt. B, first keeper not to wear a green jersey. C, first keeper to have a perm. That's it, that's not it. First keeper to save a penalty in the final. I, I, would, I would stick with C. Uh, Confident on that one? Yeah. Let's find out. He did, and he saved it, and made history. The first time ever that a penalty kick has not been converted in the FA Cup final here. And Besson did guess right. His homework paid off and Wimbledon is still in the lead. His son plays non-league, doesn't he? Dave Besson's I don't know, son, does he? Sam Besson, Sam Besson. plays, yeah, yeah, plays yeah, yeah, for... Yeah. He played for Concord Rangers last yeah. year well, that's Essex. on Canvey Island. Yeah. yeah, he wouldn't know. Yeah. No, no, wrong, wrong count. Besson's son, <laughs> Shilton's son. He plays... He Sam, Shilton, Sam, Sam Shilton, is it? Sam Shilton. Both Sam, yeah. yeah, yeah old Dave Besson was up from Edgware. There we are. We've got Edgeware. The Middlesex. Someday we'll find it. The Middlesex connection. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jeff, where were you that day? day I was there. I was at at Wembley. And it was such an interesting final because it's always remembered as this huge upset. But we did finish seventh that season. (laughs) It wouldn't be seen. I mean, we'd only been a couple of years uh, in the top flight. And, of course, Liverpool were very confident. You know, there was talk of they were going to five nil us. And uh, you know, you know, it's very unlike Scousers to be that sort of sort of overconfident of their team's success. Mm-hmm. Did you hear me stutter there? As I, I realised the you potential re- backlash, panicked. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it was. I remember. I remember like there was ninety-eight thousand in Wembley then, with a lot of it standing. And as uh, you know, whatever age I was that year, 
I was, uh, it was, it was all, it was all overwhelming. I was getting emotional listening to it. I, just mean, I could see, I could see. Here we go. Question two: mm. Which member of that FA Cup winning side made such a global impact that they had a song written about them by Aussie rock combo Magic Lunchbox? <laughs> was it A. Wow. Vinnie Jones, B. John Fashionu, C. Dennis Wise? Um, <laughs> I wasn't aware of this. So on the yeah. first one, I was pretty confident. Yeah. But Fashionu didn't score. Uh, Dennis Wise had a decent game putting the free kick. Vinnie Jones, I remember, of course, he put in that huge early tackle on McMahon. I would say maybe he was a standout player. And obviously, in the celebrations afterwards, he looked demented. <laughs> so it might be Vinnie Jones. That's my best guess. But... Let's find out the answer. It was Thash the Bash. One of, one of many big hits for the lunchbox. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I, the other if, ones. If he was a friend of mine, John Fashion, I'd yeah. like to have that as my ringtone every time he rang. Oh, would you? Would you? <laughs> but you'd never pick it up, though, would you? Because no, you'd want to hear the full thing. Yeah, never. that's true. There we are. Anyway, question three. John Fashion, went on to present this. Do you feel the power of the gladiators? Which of the following sports stars appeared as contenders on the show before stardom struck. Ooh. Boxer, Nicola Adams. Hurdler, Chris Rawlinson. MMA mad dog, Conor McGregor. I don't think Conor McGregor would no. have necessarily... I'm sure we would see that. We would see clips of it now. Yeah, and he'd have probably thrown a coach at someone. You know? <laughs> um, what do you Chris think, Chris Rawlinson? Then, yeah. I think the Hurdler. Yeah, it sounds like a good shout. The answer is Chris Rawlinson. Yeah, well done. At the end of that round, you have 14 goals. Bob and Russell, seeing as you are both ambassadors here today for Middlesex non-league teams, it would be wrong of us not to return yet again to 1988. Oh, and fabulous year. And the Middlesex Festival of Football. <laughs> we were all there, of course. Yeah. Remember it, Jeff? Oh, I remember it well. It's beautiful. Were you there, Russell? Uh, I was certainly there. You were the king. uh, Well, (laughs) the king. The king. I had a dream. (laughs) I went to the mountaintop, which is Harrow on the Hill. And I looked down and I thought, one day I will bring the Middlesex Charity Cup back to Wembley. Because in the war years, the Middlesex Red Cross Cup used to be played at Wembley. And in this dream, I saw myself with Jane Irving from TVAM. Oh, yeah. In huge stilettos. And they were hers, not mine in this particular <laughs> evening. Look, that and um, I wanted it to be a, a celebration of Middlesex football. I was living in Alperton, which is in Middlesex and in the Borough of Brent. And I didn't know at the time, but because I was resident of the Borough of Brent, if I approached the mayor nicely, I could actually higher Wembley Stadium for a Amazing, amazing. And I did. It was £5,000, the Middlesex County FA backed me all the way, and it was just the most amazing evening. There were about 5,000 people there, which someone, I think, told me that was more than the bars was getting okay. at that time. Get so that bars. was just the Fantastic. most Yes, and Hendon beat night. Wembley 2-0. They did. And one of the scorers that day was a young Ian Dowie. He was. Let's relive that moment. <laughs> No commentary, but it's, like, it's as almost as though you're there, isn't it? <laughs> it was. It's, Russell's got rid of all of them, isn't he? See, he was yeah, making it. good on his plan, was to get rid yeah, of all no the puns. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. just listen to it exactly. But what else do you remember of the year 1988, Bob and Russell? Here we go. Question one. Aside from the Middlesex Festival of Football, <laughs> the other football event that year was Euro 88, and the England team made their ambitions clear in song. <laughs> I love this number. I could definitely do a Strictly to that. I reckon you could. <laughs> Unfortunately, they didn't win a game, so they didn't go all the way. <laughs> However, can you tell me who produced England's tournament song, We're Going All The Way? Was it the Pet Shop Boys, B, Bootsy Collins, 
or C, Stock, Aitken and Waterman. Sounds like a Stock, Aitken Sounds and like Waterman. Sounds like a music factory one, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Stock, Aitken and Waterman. Going all the way, we're going to say Stock, Aitken and Waterman. You were correct to yeah. say Stock, Aitken it's and Waterman. It's got that kind of sound. Oh. Let's go to question two. Kylie Minogue launched her music career with Stock, Aitken and Waterman that year with I Should Be So Lucky, which spent five weeks at number one. But can you tell me which of these songs equaled Kylie's stretch at number one that year? Was it A? Ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Heaven is a place on earth by Belinda Carlisle. Or was it? Ooh, baby, baby. Was it Push It, Salt and Pepper, or perhaps... The yes, and the Plastic Population. Can you tell me which of those songs equaled Kylie's stretch at number one uh, that year? I've never heard of any of them. Heaven is a Place on Earth, Belinda Carlisle. Was it Push It, Salt and Pepper, or The Only Way Is Up? Yes. Now, I can tell you that that year I was in pantomime in Guildford mm -hmm. and I sang... Well, that'll help. Oh, no, you you were, I sang I Should Be So Lucky and guess who... It was Robinson Crusoe and guess who Girl Friday was? Tessa Sanderson. In 1988, oh, wow. there we are with the old javelin. That yeah. gives us nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just a point. It was a very, very good point. In Russell, you're my favourite. Thank you, darling. I don't know. I'm trying to think. <laughs> well, I was in 1988. I can't imagine. Um... Let's presume they're all 1988, so okay. they're not trying to okay. trick us out of that. Okay. Yaz was a big hit. Really? I think it was a big hit. I never you didn't recognise it. it at all, Russell. No, I didn't. The only way it's is on every, every montage ever. Me, uh, Are you singing that to me or just uh, trying to recollect I'm it? I'm singing it to oh, you. Thank you. I would have to say... Yaz and the Plastic Population. The answer is Yaz. Thank goodness for that. Well, question done, three. You are so good. I'm question glad I'm on your three. Side. 1988 was also the year of the Seoul Olympics, which saw the largest number of competitors in the Cold War era. But which of these nations boycotted the games? The Soviet Union, East Germany, the Seychelles. When was Afghanistan? When did we boycott the Moscow Olympics? That was much earlier than that, wasn't it? So they wouldn't have boycotted Seoul. You know, just to get their own back. I know you've got Seoul. Was it only one that boycotted? Only one of you them. It might be a trick. It might be Seychelles. might be a trick. See, no, it's only Seoul power. No, no, no. It's just the, the poor attempt at... <laughs> Come on, got Seoul. East Germany and Soviet <laughs> Union. Well, East Germany wouldn't have boycotted it. They'd have only boycotted it had the Soviet Union boycotted it. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think Seychelles. Yeah. So I'm, Seychelles. Going to Seychelles? Yeah. Yeah. The Seychelles is the answer. See? Oh, Come on. Let's all, let's all Seychelles. Shells! <laughs> she was in Bewitched. Seychelles! Oh, that's my favourite Tim Vine joke. Yeah. Is it Tim's joke? It's very difficult to say what my wife does for a living. She sells seashells on the seashore. <laughs> <laughs> if only he was here. Seychelles didn't compete in the support of the North Korean boycott. The 1988 Olympics were also the last time the Soviet Union and East Germany would compete at the Games. Because, mm. of course, the war came down in 1989. I wonder if, on the grounds of that boycott, mm. I wonder if every medalist feels somehow devalued. What, not having the big yeah. guns of the Seychelles? Do you know that? Do you know that? Do you know that? The ones that, the, the, when they, we, they boycotted the Moscow, the, those yeah. Olympics. Yeah. I wonder if it's the when same the Russian thing. team went there a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if somebody yeah. who ever won that 100 metres or long jump thinks, yeah, but it's, it's only half tainted. a metre. Yeah, yeah, yeah tainted some. the Seychelles were there, yeah. yeah. they'd have got the gold. Would, would have been a different yeah. picture. This is the Glory Hunters podcast in association with Monty Panasar Loft Conversions. Don't get in a spin, put a V-Lux in. Here on Glory Hunters, we like to let the public have their say and that's why we do this. Our esteemed panel are about to face the scrutiny of the general public and have absolutely no idea what they'll ask as we play A Question of Sport Time. Yes, can we have our first question, please? Hello. I'd like to ask the panel, when were they a hero just for one day? When were you a hero just for one day, Russell Grant? Oh, coming out of a cannon at Wembley, back to Wembley. <laughs> it is in Middlesex. What? And it was just the best day of my life. And it was in 2011. 
and it was my jibe with Flavia Cacaccia. Ah. And they stuffed me in a cannon. <laughs> the bishop wasn't happy. Um, and I took off and I landed. <laughs> and I. <laughs> but that was just one of the best days of my life. Fabulous. Five goals. Brilliant. Bob Mills, when were you a hero just for one well, day? Uh, what do we want? Do we want a lightweight answer to this? No. Or do well, you want your to know answer? Seriously? As long as we can broadcast it. I <laughs> saved a dog once. I was in Cornwall and I was walking at, at the. The kids and the kids had gone back. We were renting a, a villa or a chalet, I yeah. think. And I was, holiday homes, you yes, call them. We home. call them homes. <laughs> 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 and I was walking along, and I saw uh, quite an old, uh, elderly gentleman, uh, and he was he's perturbed. And I went down, and his dog had, was on a rock, but the tide had come in, and the dog was stuck on the rock, and we right. were worried. And I fashioned a sort of a rope thing and and because there was uh, some boats there and I, I i went out i waded out it was quite a long way yeah. to the dog and i got the dog and i gathered it in and and i kept hold of the rope and then i realized that the old man had, didn't have the strength in his arms to pull me back oh, in so no. i was now just me and, the dog. and the dog and this and it was quite wavy and so I let go of the dog who swam back to shore quite <laughs> happily and I pulled my, pulled myself ashore. And when I got back, <laughs> Bob, gone. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I was a hero in my own eyes you anyway. But it's hero. remembered by my wife as that, you know that time you put your whole life and our yeah. whole family at risk just to save a stupid dog. Yeah, you're the reason the RNLI lose so much money yes, every year. And yes, <laughs> yes. Very nice. Um, three goals. Natalie. I wish I had a similar story, but I oh, don't. Oh. Um, going along the sporting theme, uh, when I was at university, we were in the common room, and it was me and my best friend, girl friend. Oh, right. and, at the uh, time. Still knowing Oh, okay. Still oh, is. Right. Uh, so there was a pool table in the common room, okay. and uh, I quite enjoy playing a bit of pool. Okay. And these two guys said, let's, let's play you two. So me and my friend took on these two guys. They were very optimistic that they could beat us. Yeah. But obviously, we did it for the girls. We won. Oh, and I felt like a hero. I'm giving you five goals. Jeff! Yes. When were you a hero just for one day? So I was a mascot for Wimbledon Football Club at the tender age of 13. Mm. Uh, it was a bit late to be mascot. It was at Coventry old, City. Jeff. Coventry <laughs> City, old. it was too old. And at that point, I was already 5'9", average height, UK male. <laughs> so when the players came out, uh, I looked odd. I always remember the inspirational words that Dennis Wise said to me. He said, that kid's got a beard. And so he said, he pointed at me as he ran out because I got there late and hadn't met the players in the warm-up. So I, I chose John Scales to kind of kick a ball yeah. with because out of that team, he's the only one that wasn't a total wrong one. <laughs> and then the referee blew to sort of say, right, we're going to get going. I dribbled the ball up to Hans Seegers, toe-punted it past him from about three yards. He genuinely didn't look happy about this. Slid on my knees in front of the 250 Wimbledon fans, dug up a bit of turf, and then was rebuked all the way back to the stand by the groundsman. <laughs> Absolutely furious. And for the rest of that that season, every time there was a goal on ITV at halftime when they showed a goals compilation, at that end, you could see my knee gouge. Oh, that is uh, as good. Yeah. That is I too made an impact at top-level football, that's what I think. Did you hold his hand? Did you hold hands with, with uh, John Scales? Eric you Young gave me a look I'll always remember. <laughs> and, and after that, to be fair, they did make a, a, a no-beards rule for mascots after that. So <laughs> I, I left my mark in another way. John Fashionable. John Fashionable. John Fashionable. John Fashionable. John Fashionable. That's John Fashanu on Talk Sport. This is the podcast of Glory Hunters from Talk Sport. Wimbledon, in the shape of Jeff Norcott and Natalie Sawyer, have 33 goals, whilst Middlesex United, represented by Russell Grant and Bob Mills, have 38. Time now, however, for our two team captains to step up to the plate and argue either for or against a motion that I propose. I remain entirely neutral, like a Roman emperor, watching two gladiators engage in an ideological fight to the death. The motion up for debate today is... This House believes we are living in the golden age of football. Arguing for that motion is Natalie, and arguing against is Bob. 
You each have 30 seconds. Natalie, the floor is yours. Well, everything about football nowadays is just better. We've got the best of the best, surely. Long-standing records are being toppled more and more. Players are getting fitter, faster and more technical every day. And it's less about one star and more about the collective in football these days. We've got better stadiums, manicured pitches, sublime TV coverage and the best want to play here in the Premier League. And not only do we have the best players, we also have the best managers wanting to uh, manage over here, a la Klopp and Guardiola. At club level, we are dominating in Europe. Just look at the Champions League and the Europa League finals. And internationally, well, England reached the World Cup semi-final as well as the Nations League semi-finals. And if this isn't the golden age of football, then when was it, I ask Bob? Was it in the 80s when we had hooliganism? I don't think so. Was it the 70s when England never qualified for a tournament? I think we much prefer nowadays. Bob Mills, over to you. Uh, a huge quiver of arrows that I could use to, to destroy that particular argument. I could, I could give you VAR, I could give you the influx of overseas players, I could give you the disconnect between players and fans, I could give you the massive money that is polluting the game, but I don't need to. I can do it simply with a story. I went to Brisbane Road, to the Johnson's Paint Checker Trade, whatever it's called, <laughs> trophy, and watched Leighton Orient play Brighton Academy. The game finished after 90 minutes as a one-all draw, at the end of which they had a penalty shootout which Leighton Orient won, which means that Brighton got one point for the draw, we got one point for the draw and an extra point for winning the penalty shootout. We now live in a world of football that has no winners and no losers. It's the end of days for this game. <laughs> this is a really difficult one to. I'm not one person. I'm not the one of these people to look back and go, "Oh, it was much better in the old days. I preferred it back then." Um, and I and I do agree with Bob's thought about the situation he described last night and the VAR situation. But I'm gonna give it to Natalie. Ah. I'm gonna give it to Natalie. I agree with a lot of Natalie's points. And Tokyo are doing really well at the moment, so I prefer it now to when we were doing rubbish. Not that you look back. But Not you know. that I look back, you know. So there we are. So Natalie, I'm going to give you the three goals. So it is 36 to AFC Wimbledon and 38 to the Middlesex FC. In the dying moments of the game, we move now into injury time, where each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible. Remember, you're up against the clock, so speed is of the essence. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. Hey, dilly -din, dilly -don, wake up, wake up. The losing side is going to go first. That's AFC Wimbledon, Jeff and Natalie. I'm going to list a number of teams from the world of sport named after animals. All you have to do is tell me which are true and which are false. Your time starts now. Grasshoppers. True. True. It is true. Shanghai crabs. False. It's true. Oh. Tamworth blue tits. False. false. It is false. Pittsburgh penguins. True. true. It's true. Surrey sloths. False. It is false. Toledo mud hens. False. It's true. <laughs> Jacksonville jumbo shrimp. False. false. It's true. No. The, bo the boomtown rats. False. It is false. Wasps. True. True. It is true. The Sid Cup straw dogs. True. It's false. Bathurst pandas. True. True. Tavistock turtles. False. It's false. The Arctic monkeys. True. It's false. Ah. The Delaware fighting blue hens. True. It's true. The bear necessities. False. It's false. Amarillo sod poodles. False. <laughs> it's true. Oh. The deaf leopards. True. It's false. The Wormsley Warthogs. True. It's false. South Carolina Gamecocks. <laughs> true. Savannah Sandnats. False. It is false. No, it's true. It's true. Wake up. Wake up. Okay, so at the end of that round, you scored 11 goals. Oh, and what, right. a, what a go that was. You're on 44, playing 38. Russell and Bob. I'm going to list a number of names from the TV show Gladiators. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I need you to tell it. me which are true or false. Oh, when your time is up, you'll hear this sound. Louis from Gars Army. Are we ready? Come. Your time starts now. Saracen. True. Tis true. Amazon. True. Tis true. Rocket Man. False. Tis false. Razzle. False. Tis false. Vulcan. True. True. Tuppany Nudger. False. Tis false. <laughs> Xanadu. False. Tis false. Rio. True. Tis true. Laser Quest. Tr false. Tis false. Zodiac. True. Tis true. Fiesta. False. Tis false. Trojan. True. Tis true. Colonic. False. Tis false. <laughs> Apollo. False. Tis false. Bullet. True. Tis true. The Baron. False. Tis false. Diesel. 
True. It is true. Chaos. False. It is false. The Woodsman. False. It is false. Rebel. True. It is true. Siren. True. It is true. Louise. Oh, God. Oh, I mean, I believe we got them all right. <laughs> I know the gladiators. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan. I work with a lot of the gladiators. I, mean, no. I don't know the gladiators, but I think I would have got Colonic. Colonic <laughs> was funny. Well, at the end of that round, Bob, you got them all right. You scored Amazing. 21 points. Unreal. Which means you got 59 goals for the Middlesex FC Massive playing that AFC is. Wimbledon's 47. Jeff, just feel like I've let the club down. <laughs> this is, I feel worse than the Norwegians that sold us to Milton Keynes. <laughs> this is shameful. <laughs> I shall not show my face at whatever stadium we're at well, when this comes out. Because you've been banned as a mascot now, haven't you? Yeah. I, I can only go in actually as a mascot now. That's <laughs> the only way I can sneak in. That kid's got a beard. The pride of Middlesex. Well, I, I, I just want to say on behalf of the kingdom of Middlesex, Bob, you are now going to have to be not just a legend, but you are going to have to have the uh, the keys of the I expect county. some kind of title. Keys I of was the going, I was yeah. just about to say, can what, Lord can of Bushy. Bestow a title well, that's hard. But uh, we the... could make you. What about Lord of Potter's Bar? Yes, that would be oh, nice. Yes. Suits you, Bob. Yes. Really <laughs> suits you. The Baron uh... of Potter's Bar. <laughs> there you are. Yeah. Anyway, to our winners, we say. And for the losers, Johnny Fashionu. <laughs> Huge thanks to Natalie, Bob, Jeff, and Russell. Until next time, from myself and everyone here, it's goodbye. There it is for another week. Congratulations, Russell and Bob. Fantastic. Oh, more than fantastic. I, mean, you do I don't want to use the word trounced. <laughs> Because it's quite old-fashioned. Oh, no, but it's a good word. That was a trap. Yeah. What you did there with the gladiators, that was the sporting quiz equivalent of Bolero with Tom Yes. Oh, it was yeah. a, thank you so far. much. Yeah. If anyone ever asked you, have you ever been a hero? That was that it. That was it. your yeah. moment. From now on, that will be it. 21 yeah. out of 21 on a true and false quiz Wonderful. about their gladiators. And people thought I wasted my Saturday evening. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Do rate and subscribe us wherever you get your podcasts and we'll see you again next week on glory hunters mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.